y'all. Welcome to today's episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your day or wherever you are in your day. I just hope you're doing well. I um, am going to talk a little bit about today's episode that's ahead of us because it's one of those from the vault episodes. I get in this rhythm sometimes of sitting down, recording a bunch of episodes because there's something that just like, I just can't stop thinking about and I want to just like get it out of my brain. Do you ever do that? Like with to-do lists, it's like you have to write it down and then it can like kind of come out of your brain. Um, For these type of episodes, I feel like I have a couple that are in the vault. This is one of them. It's um, talking about just like analysis paralysis or decision fatigue. And it's something that as moms, I think we all share in this. And I sat down, I want to say at this point, it's like a month ago and just recorded this episode and didn't have any intention of posting it like that next Monday, but I just felt like I have to get it out of my brain. So um, today's episode, like I said, is talking about all the things about routine and just streamlining your day and the ways that we get tripped up in our day. And I kind of start the episode by talking about um, attending BSF and talking about how the speaker at that BSF that must have been that Thursday that I was recording this um, talked about uh, moms wanting a clean kitchen. And it just gave me this like insight about God. And it's so fun to be able to figure out characteristics of God from just like everyday life. And I just feel like God is such a God of order like chaos is not God. So chaos makes us feel uncomfortable because I believe we are designed in the image of God. So therefore, we're going to feel the most comfortable when things are in order. And that looks different for everybody. So there's lots of different types of personalities in the world. So I'm not even just talking about the type A people. Like I'm sure if you are type A, you're like, go Anna, go, like preach girl. But then for the girls that maybe are a little bit more like spontaneous and don't like the confines of a schedule, they're like, this is frustrating to hear because, you know, I feel like I don't feel comfortable when it's like having to be so rigid. But that being said, it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody. I believe God is a God of order, but God creates us all in different ways and we all are different, you could say, parts of the body of Christ. And so it's so cool to see how order can look different in people's houses. So I just wanted to start out with that. Um, But one thing I feel like I have drifted away from and I want to make sure I, you know, start today's episode like I love to do in these past couple seasons. And that's with a big question. So everyone warm up your hands. One, two, three. Okay. Um, So this is an easy one. Low hanging fruit. The question today is, do you get decision fatigue? And if you don't know what I'm really talking about here, we'll get into it, obviously, in today's episode. But just start thinking about it. Do you find yourself feeling overwhelmed by little decisions? Doesn't matter, again, about personality here. And really, my challenge for you today is to go through your closet. And although this feels like it might be out of left field, the challenge for you today is I want you to go through your closet and get rid of things that don't fit. Um, I did this after I had Poppy um, just about a year ago. And I was so surprised because um, there's just a lot of items in my closet that I held on to that just didn't fit me anymore. And it wasn't just about that I didn't wear it. It truly was it didn't fit me, like too small meaning. Um, And it's hard. You know, you have the postpartum body and that's always going to look different. But I just think, especially after this third term pregnancy and fourth pregnancy that I've had, I was just shocked about the way my body 
changed um, again and does or doesn't go back to a certain state. And I just feel like from the tip of my head all the way down to my toes, everything was differently shaped. And, you know, as I think about putting on a bathing suit soon, um, because I'm about to go on girls trip, I feel very like conscious of this. And I don't want to say self-conscious in a negative tone. I feel actually just aware of my body. And so I want to put into your lap this idea of just getting rid or selling clothes that don't fit. I feel like if something down the road changes um, in my body, if like my body changes again, once I'm completely done having kids and um, I want to maybe repurchase a certain item or find something similar, it just is not serving me any good keeping clothes around that I push to the side every day because it just doesn't fit. And I have to tell you, after reorganizing and refreshing my closet in this way, it has been so amazing to look forward to getting ready every day because everything fits. Like I can walk in and know that everything fits. And the only decision I have to make is what is appropriate for the weather that day. So do this too, gals. I just feel like confidence starts from how you feel on the inside. And it's just low-hanging fruit to declutter your mind, and we'll talk about that. But with that, let's just jump into this episode and talk about this very concept and how to battle it. Okay, I think I've talked about this before, but I do much of my recording in my closet, which is great because it's very quiet. And so for y'all, I feel like you get a better sound. So that's great. But for me, it's very distracting because I'm like staring at my shoes or staring at a pile of clothes I need to put away. That being said, I wanted to talk to you all about decision fatigue, analysis paralysis. You've heard all these phrases before, at least I have. And I just feel like this is something that's important for me as a mom, but as women or just in society where we're at with like so many distractions. And it's just so heavy on my mind. I just feel like as I'm trying to get back into the order of the fall, I'm trying to set up the new routines and the new schedules uh, to make our life just feel like it's flowing well. And I heard in Bible study today, I'm in BSF, if y'all don't know, um, and if you have a BSF near you, you should join, even though it's already started, just jump in. It's such a good um, group of women, and I learn so much every week. But I feel like the speaker was just releasing me of some pressure because she's like, do you feel like at the end of the night, you feel better when your kitchen is clean? And I do. Um, I feel like I don't have to go to the depths of like every part of my house or every countertop, but like the kitchen countertop, ah, I just feel like if it's dirty, then I walk down in the morning and I want my coffee and I feel like I can't get my day started before I do that. And I feel like it is being kind to my future self by just getting the kitchen to a good spot. And I've found ways to cut corners, but I do know that there are certain things that have to get done kind of before I go to bed. And so when I think about decision fatigue and I think about this concept, I think about that it's just basically this idea that you don't realize how many decisions you're making every single day. I mean, we can even take it a step further back of like, do you realize how much goes on in your body without you having to even know it happens? Like you're not telling yourself to breathe or maybe because I just said that you're like breathing in and out. So just forget I said that. But I feel like there's just so many things that happen throughout our day that we are kind of asleep to. And that's fine. Parts of it were like, praise the Lord that our body just functions. But I think there are just so many decisions, little mini decisions that add up, compound and add stress to your life. So what's important for us to kind of walk away with today is let's take away decisions that don't mean a lot to you. 
I feel like there's people who choose to wear the same thing every day. Like I think about nurses who get to wear scrubs or like kids that wear uniforms at school. I think you just don't realize that that small decision of deciding what you're going to wear, compounding with maybe what lipstick color you're going to wear, compounding with what purse you're going to carry, as trite and as materialistic as that sounds, those are all small decisions and they compound. And if there's anything that you can do to get ahead of that, it's truly being kind to your future self. So, I I mean, I know my aunt, she eats the same thing every day. It's either tuna salad or chicken salad. (laughs) And that's great. I couldn't do it. But if you eat the same thing every day, if you set your stuff in the same spot, et cetera, it takes off those little tiny compounding decisions that um, you don't realize that are adding stress to your life. I, I really think of my friend Rachel when I'm talking about this because she's one of the most disciplined people in my life, but also because we are both hyper planners and nothing puts me more at ease on a trip than when Rachel is having the reins because I'm almost fully able to turn off the decision making parts of my brain. But in everyday life, I just wonder if you ever get in the mood where you're just over making decisions, over the little details. As moms, don't you feel like this hits around 5 p.m.? At least it does for me. And it makes me think of when my husband is asking my opinion on something and I'll say, whatever you think. And of course, my tone is probably not the best because I'm probably more like, whatever you think. But sometimes I really just need his partnership and parenting to make decisions for our kids, especially if it's something that there are many ways to be successful, like what pajamas. I'm not saying he's asked this before, but say he was like, what pajamas should the girls wear tonight? It'd be like, well, I don't really actually care. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as like Kate's wearing a pull up because she's still in potty training mode. Oh, my goodness. But I just feel like I don't have the capacity at the end of the day to be in all of the decision situations. And like, I feel like I want Christopher to trust that when I say, I don't care, or you got this, or whatever you think, I really mean all of those phrases. I I know that I have often told Christopher, do you think I really have any issue telling you my opinion? So if I'm not giving you my opinion, it means that like whatever your opinion is, is probably just going to supersede whatever I want to say. And I'm thankful that because in our marriage, we leave space for feedback, or at least I feel like Christopher and I both admit sometimes when we're in a space where we want feedback or not in a space for wanting outside of opinions, if that makes sense. So for today's episode, I really want to talk about routine and habits, and this is probably akin to a previous episode that I talked about energy units. That was one of my favorite episodes, and I felt like it's just really important to consider your whole day as you're making decisions throughout your day. Um, But go back and listen to that episode. I really feel like this also stems from I was listening to a podcast. I want to say it was Stuff You Should Know, one of my favorite podcasts. And it was talking about how creating a routine like manufactures this environment where you don't need willpower to do it. You just do it because you have a cue. So like something cues you to do something else, if that makes sense. Like because you're doing something, it automatically triggers this habit. Like hopefully we all wash our hands after we go to the bathroom. So you go to the bathroom, you immediately feel like I should wash my hands. Or you have a system in the playroom or in the kitchen where everything has a spot. So you're able to maintain some sort of order. 
And I don't know if this is a real statistic. I should have looked it up before recording. But I feel like when I was younger, my parents, specifically when it talked about like I bit my fingernails when I was like Ellie's age and watching her bite her fingernails, I'm like, oh my goodness, I literally bore my own child. That is exactly like me. But have you all ever heard that it takes two weeks to break a habit or make a habit? And I mean, the large idea here is that you need momentum to make sure you do it forever, every day. So I think about like working out or building a habit. The first time you do it, it takes a lot of willpower. And the second time you do it, it takes a lot of willpower, but just not as much as the first. And by the time you do it 14 times, say you do it every day, then in those two weeks, it's starting to stick. And then the 14th time that you do it, it isn't as bad. And there's a decreasing amount of willpower that will be needed each day. I feel like this leads into what I started with, which is that you aren't exerting as much energy as you make that decision to do it. And then ultimately you're getting the output you want. You're putting stuff back in order or you're working out daily or you're in the word. And I just feel like this makes me think of like New Year's resolutions, how a lot of times we don't follow through with them, but we need to be honest and we need to think about who we are and be true to yourself. So like for me, it doesn't make sense for me to like choose, oh, I really want to get in the pool and swim every day. That's the best full body workout. Like, and it really is an amazing workout. I'm shocked. I was a lifeguard growing up, but like actually just like swimming laps in a pool. I'm like, do I know how to swim? Am I doing okay? But like even past that, I think about I'm a morning person. I'm not a night owl. Like truly after 5 p.m., I don't do much of my best work in life, in my brain. And so I do most of my stuff in the morning or mid-morning. Like if it's not done by noon, it's not probably going to happen. And if it does, it takes a lot more willpower. But then there's other people who are night owls. And I don't know why. I feel like I think of night owls and I think of creative people because I feel like people always say like, my creative juices are flowing. But I will tell you, I record most of these episodes during nap time or in the morning because it's just better for me. My brain works better. And actually, my mom, I remember when I was in college and I told her, (laughs) I said, mom, it's revolutionary. If you study a little bit every day, instead of trying to cram in the same amount of hours into the day before a test, you actually do better. And my mom would always tell me that she would study super early in the morning going in through her day. And after it hit a certain time, she just stopped. She felt like there was not going to be anything that was retained after call it 9 p.m. She was just always an early bird. And if there is any genetics behind it, I am exactly the same. I mean, I wonder. So there's like night owl. There's morning bird. Morning bird? Yeah. And then I don't know if there's like a middle of the day person. But I feel like in other countries, don't they do like a siesta? So I feel like I'm like, I feel like we all should do a little bit of a siesta in the middle of the day. Uh, When my girls all drop their naps, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, man, I've now gone down a road in my head of thinking about when there's no more naps. How am I going to get that break? But okay, I feel like that transitions me into when I'm talking about my day. I feel like everyone does a form of this. But I realize as I've talked to other moms of little kids, I am just so hyper intentional about getting my kids on a schedule. So as my sweet youngest right now is working towards her first year of life, I know that it was intentional for me early on when she was very, very little to get her on a schedule. And sometimes that's against me because I'm less flexible and spontaneous where other people are more go with the flow, I would say. And I think I create more anxiety for myself 
But I've also seen, to give myself credit, I guess, how I've loosened the reins with each kid. And I just feel like when you have one kid, yes, like you can kind of base your whole schedule around her schedule. And that's also, I will say, a huge purpose to why I feel like having siblings is important because you remember that the world is not wrapped around you. But it also reminds me that there's some balance between hyper rigidness and that can be good, but also being flexible and being open to what the Lord has in store for me that day. Like when you're doing the dishes, yes, of course, you have to do the dishes. But if your kid wants to tell you something or show you something, it might be good to just set them down and they will get done at some point. But squatting down and being with that kid in that time at their sweet little age, like we're going to pinch ourselves when they're 18 and they're not wanting to take you away from doing dishes. In fact, I feel like I'm going to be like, you need to do the dishes. I don't know. But so I feel like in theory with kids, routine should cut down on the battle that I feel like I'm having right now with little kids. Like they know every night you take a bath. Like we don't do that, but like other people who give their kids a bath every night, they know that they have to take a bath. So like sometimes I'm like, why are you getting so frustrated? Or for me with my girls, they are so hyper-focused on what they're gonna wear that we just go through that battle at night. We go ahead and pick out the clothes at night. But I just feel like the resistance is confusing because I'm like, we always go to the bathroom before we leave the house. Why are you for some reason feeling so frustrated that I'm asking you to do that? And, you know, we're like I said, potty training is like, whoa. But also I could say I can feel like that if we have routines in our life and they are resisting against a certain part of that, it makes me wonder, like, maybe they're not feeling well or maybe something else is going on or maybe I need to adjust parts of the routine. And it makes me think that we need to remember that although routines are so, so good, routines need maintenance to make them even more successful. So just because you said something in stone and, you know, we're definitely going to do it this way, this is what our family does, there might be new variables in which you have to consider if that routine is still good for your life. You also need to know what's going on in your life that might just be for the day. So you might have to adjust it in a primary way where, whereas you can snap it back into normalcy like the next day. Like it makes me think of when I'm creating a recurring calendar block and and then one day I have to do something different. So I adjust it, but it knows that it's a part of this calendar block for however long it goes. And it prompts me, it says, is this just for today or is it for all future events? And you're able to say, nope, this is just for today and tomorrow we'll get right back at it. Like it makes you think of with vacation, like there's certain things that I bring into vacation to have an assemblance of normalcy, like in order to let my body still work, wink, wink, I feel like I have to, you know, stay regular by moving my body, if that makes sense. Also, I should take my fiber supplements. That that just goes without being said, at least for me. But what's interesting, though, is like when we're talking about routines, I feel like sometimes you get hit in the face and realize something is just not working and we got to all shake it up. Like, for instance, I just recently had an injury. I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing adult indoor soccer and it's so so fun, y'all. I don't know if you know this, but I grew up playing soccer. So getting back into playing the game is so mentally fun and something kind of akin to this podcast. It gives me something that I do that's just me. It's not Anna, a mom or Anna, a wife or Anna who lives in Seattle. It's Anna just getting on the field and playing soccer. And it's been so much fun. And I'm playing with women of all different ages. And so that's really cool to think like there are women that, you know, have been playing this sport for like 40 years. And I'm like, oh my word, that's really cool. And I hope I'm still playing it at your age. But that being said, I got injured. My my quads, I don't really know what is going on. I really hope I do find out because it is affecting my whole life. But 
I just feel like it's like, oh my gosh, what can I learn from this? Because as as I've told you, I'm super routine. So since like basically the time that I was allowed to start working out after Poppy, I've been doing the Peloton like every day, like kind of absurdly, like I didn't miss even like a Sunday and that's really great and it made me feel good about myself. But then I go play soccer and I get injured and I'm like, I'm so frustrated because I feel like cardio wise, I'm in shape. But, you know, doing a soccer move and being on a fixed cardio machine like a Peloton, you're not getting the same range of motion. And I would have to say that like soccer is a better workout because it's full body. And a friend was telling me, you know, she wondered if like the back of my legs are really in shape and worked, but not at the same proportionate to the front of my legs. And it's just really the best testimony for why you need to cross train. And it just really speaks to how life needs balance. And sometimes you have to switch up your routine, even when you feel like super comfortable in your space, even if you feel super disciplined in what you're doing, you know, maybe you should pause and take a step back and ask for help. Like if you have your husband, you can talk to them about it and say, you know, what ways do we feel like we together need to shake up our routine to allow room for new or different? And like I keep wanting to say this phrase and I don't know if this is the phrase. It's like comfort and growth both can't ride on the same horse. I don't know if that's like a Kentucky phrase, but I'm just trying to remember if I made that up. Um, So sorry if I did. That often gets me in trouble. But yeah, y'all, like I just feel like together we need to work on building habits or routines into our life and also be totally fine and have a posture of being okay with dismantling parts of our routine to make space for something better, right? Okay. Okay, so if you feel like I am leaving you with like unturned stones and this episode didn't really like give you a formulaic program for how to combat decision fatigue, Um, I'm sorry, but I just feel like it's different in everybody's book. This is me just kind of working through it. But I hope you just feel seen as I feel like we are just gals sitting together having a cup of coffee, which by the way, I don't know if you know that my husband Christopher works for a coffee company. And I will tell you, we recently got a home espresso unit version of his brand. And it's just been so much fun to learn about pulling espresso shots. I think that's what it's called and making my own fun concoctions. But let me tell you, if you make a delicious latte at home, cheers to you because the milk frothing aspect has been so difficult for me. And I hope to become so good that I can make all the froth designs. But basically, just be sure to thank your barista wherever you get your coffee because it is much harder than you think to make a good cup of coffee. But Okay, I'll let y'all run for today and I hope you found joy from today's episode. And especially if you did, be sure to follow me on Instagram and we can talk a little more there. Uh, Okay, love y'all. Bye.